0: Hello, my name is Casey Winters, and you're listening to Empathetic, the podcast where we pierce our perceptions of people you may consider pathetic with the realities of their past. We're going to, as they say, walk a mile in their shoes and try to understand where that person came from, what they did, what led them to be where they are today. We tend to do that with ourselves. We want other people to empathize and understand where we came from, but we have this cognitive bias where we judge them thinking that they have the same tools, the same understanding, the same background as we do, really before we understand where they came from. We're going to try to figure that out today. Why we have these preconceived notions about certain type of people, why we judge them, why we misunderstand them instead of really seeing them for who they are. Today, we're going to walk a mile with a person that is obese. Because this is our first episode of Empathetic, I'd like to explain the reasoning behind the podcast. I like to use this analogy that we're all walking around with different colored lenses over our eyes. They were created by different messages we received as a kid and they filter reality. Instead of walking into a situation or a room or an environment and seeing the reality, it goes through these lenses like to think that sometimes we have holes in these lenses that help us better see what's going on when we wonder or ask questions notice our thoughts be mindful of our judgments and empathize we pierce our perceptions with reality but before we introduce our first guest, let me make sure we define obesity just so we're all semantically coming from the same place obesity is a way to describe someone who has too much body fat And the way they measure this is through BMI or body mass index, which basically is the ratio of how tall someone is versus how much they weigh. A BMI of 30 or higher is considered obese. Now, with every podcast of empathetic, we're going to start with a breath and wonder how do I perceive those that are obese? What crosses my mind when I see someone who's obese? Can I remember where that message or lens came from? This podcast may contain sexual violence. Please check in with yourself and notice if you are in a space physically or emotionally that is safe enough to hear this story. Listeners, it is really my pleasure to introduce to you Mike. Mike, I am so glad you're here. First, let's talk about you now. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Can you paint us a picture to the listeners about what you look like and just who you are?
1: I am an overweight 64-year-old man who has come through a lot of things. I think I'm on the right side now. A little late, but... I, I'm disabled. I work part-time, and I am married with two kids, grown kids. What else would you like to know?
0: That sounds good, thank you for sharing. Okay. As you know, our mission at Empathetic is to better empathize with people, right, by piercing our perceptions with, with journey. So we want to hear about your journey, but let's first start with what has been your experience of others' perceptions of you, and maybe even your perception of yourself?
1: Well, a- anytime they see a person who's overweight, we're always lazy or, or uh, sloppier. We just don't care. And all we do is sit around and eat all day, which is not the case. mm you know, I, you get lots of stares and whispers and uh, even, even though I'm lighter than I've been before, people still stare.
0: What are the thoughts that you've had about yourself, too?
1: Uh, well, it definitely makes you think that, well, uh, maybe I'm not, maybe I am lazy and, and sloppy and maybe this is the treatment I deserve. You know, mm. I let myself get this way, but I know that's not true.
0: Yeah. So there are perceptions you're starting to internalize and start to believe. Right. Yeah. How long do you think that that has happened for?
1: Oh, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. If if you hear your a certain thing, then it, it eventually sticks.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there a particular type of person or or was it family or friends or just random people on the street? Like who were giving you these messages? Everybody. Hmm.
1: The first time was a family member way back when. And then, you know, kids at school and, and just going out to the grocery store. You feel like you have to hide what's in your cart, because people are judging you. (sighs) But it's really none of my business what they think of me, but they make it my business when they make it obvious.
0: Yeah. So you said you felt like you were hiding things. Is that something that you felt like you had to do often?
1: Oh, all the time. Because if they see a big person and there's donuts or cookies or soda in their cart, they just... Get this look on their face, you know, like, oh, that's why you're the way you are.
0: When they themselves could maybe have something unhealthy in their cart as well.
1: Yes, exactly. They can have the same things in their cart, but, you know, it's different when it's mine.
0: Can you just explain your story and your relationship with food and maybe how you got to be this weight?
1: Well, when I was six or seven, I believe, I was raped by a male family member, and it continued into my teens. And I was told, if I told anybody, they wouldn't believe me. And I, I, I got to the point where I thought, well, this must be normal. But my brain, I was I, I started to overeat. I think I, my brain was trying to make me not attractive or, or um, not appealing. Maybe he'd leave me alone if I was fat, but it didn't help. And he was the one who told me I was fat and lazy, and and after he got what he wanted.
0: So there was some manipulation going on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: How do you think this subconsciously realizing that later on, you know, that you were having this relationship with food? What else did food provide for you?
1: Do you think? Um, momentary comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that was something I could control what I put in my mouth. I, if I, no one could tell me what to eat. If I could get it, I could eat it. So from an early age, I started putting on weight because I was eating all the time. Not because I was hungry. Maybe because I was scared, or or trying to hide, or s- just being in control of myself.
0: What do you wish that little Mike had known?
1: That I that I could tell somebody from the beginning, mm. and stopped it way back then, and that food wasn't helping at all. Um. You know, there's a lot of things I wish little Mike had known um, that I was worthy of of not being treated this way. But when it's happened to you, you sometimes feel like, well, this is what I deserve. You know I'm not I'm not good for anything else so uh, this must be what my purpose is and since I couldn't share with anybody or couldn't tell anybody and this was a well-liked family member so I really did believe that no one would believe me
0: as an adult looking back now when did you start piercing that perceptions? Like, when did you start realizing it wasn't your fault?
1: Well, as I got, probably in my 40s, 50s, and until I was brave enough to tell a counselor, for lack of a better word, counselor, it just came out one night. And that's when it was really, it really meant, it, it really was something that I realized I did not deserve and people just don't know your story when you know there are a lot of reasons but when it when it came out of my mouth that night and oddly enough it was the first night that I had met this counselor we had we'd had several group leaders but for some reason she came in that night and it just fell out of my mouth. It was a big shock to me and the other person in the room besides the counselor.
0: How did they respond?
1: Sympathetic, uh, you know, they were understanding and they were letting me know that it wasn't my fault. And that felt good to know that other people thought that too. Mm. It was a huge relief to know that I was not the the monster that I perceived myself to be. I don't know if monster is the right word, but um, I, I don't, I'm stuck. <laughs> I had always believed it was my fault, even after I knew it was wrong. And once they, once she said, Oh no! It's it's not your fault. You were raped. You were abused. You were used. Um. It, it, it turned on. It turned on a new light bulb for me.
0: It was a whole different world.
1: Yes, a whole different world.
0: A whole different reality. Yes. And then, so since then what has been your perception of yourself i mean i'm guessing it's still a journey i'm guessing it's still
1: yes there's there's i was encouraged to tell some people and um i did and they were shocked but no one blamed me and they they knew i would have no reason to lie
0: It sounds like it's just been an enlightening journey since then of just this is how I am now. This is who I am now. But what would you tell somebody that or really what how do you think that affected besides you talked about affected your weight, but you've also enlightened other people with knowledge of how that works, how sexual violence and sexual trauma as a kid can affect people with their weight and and you've shared that with other people. Do you want to share that now of what, what that can look like?
1: I, we were the victim. If you were sexually, mis- uh, assaulted or abused, you are a victim. So please seek help, seek counseling, talk to, oh, and if it's only a, a friend that you can talk to right now, Because it's very hard to just open your mouth and say these words because it's a dark little secret. It's been locked in a box in your mind. And maybe sometimes you don't even remember it until I, I discovered something through a therapy session that I didn't even remember, but it was too detailed to be not true.
0: Yeah.
1: I would, you know, just encourage them. to, to, you're not the victim. I mean, you are the victim. You're not the villain. Yeah. And um, seek help as early as possible. Otherwise, it will ruin your whole life. I'm 64 years old, and I just, I I don't even know when exactly it was. Within the last 10 years probably shorter than that that I finally was able to say
0: it so it's interesting I I created this podcast with the idea of it would be it'd be great to empathize with you but it sounds like you were empathizing more and more with yourself as well like you were you were understanding and and taking on those feelings that you had built just created these walls against for so long and now having those opportunities to to tell your story and hear it and see other people's reaction to it has really created a space for you to empathize and understand yourself better
1: right and also causes me not to judge others because Mm. i was pretty critical of other people too Mm. but now i know everybody has a story and unless you know it you can't judge them.
0: That's interesting you say that because, because of your trauma and your background, the trust that you had towards others probably was very, your lens was very colored as well. The way that you perceived other people. Can you talk about that? Just like you were talking about now of how you judged others.
1: Um. I, well, I did not trust men. Yeah. I still don't trust some men. Hmm. Uh, I don't have a lot of close male friends because there was always that fear, is am I gonna do something that they're going to not attack me but maybe assume that they could Mm. have me in that way? I, I feel like I'm more empathetic to my, this was a group therapy session I was more empathetic to help other people along their journey Uh, once I knew what my journey was. uh, My journey is not over. It's still, there are still days that it's like you're not even worth getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. But I know that's not true. Uh, um, I've been told that's not true. And sometimes I believe it and sometimes I don't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It just seems all these things are like compounding to come to a, a puzzle that of looking at all the different pieces of just not only empathizing with you and outsiders empathizing with you, but you empathizing with yourself and then you realizing as well the people that you are judging and, and having perception, different perceptions on. It's, it's just so compounded. So I – just obviously appreciate your perspective and your honesty and your vulnerability is nothing short of beautiful but can you tell the listeners you kind of mentioned this a little bit before what what you want them to know and understand about your journey and how that can help them empathize with other people
1: Like I said, we all have a story and um, I would maybe say, try to get to know someone before you start judging them. It's it's still hard not to judge myself, Mm -hmm. but there's so many things that happen in a person's life that can cause them to have the issue, and I know from from real experience. And as as a little kid, you just thought, well, this must just be the way it is. Nobody talked about it. It's very emotional sometimes to talk about these things, but it does. (laughs) I read one time that a lot of obese people have a very similar background to what I've had. But it doesn't get talked about because it's a shameful thing. Mm. There's, you know, it's a a long, 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 long journey Mm. to come from from where I was to here.
0: Yeah. I'm so thankful for your honesty and vulnerability. And I think just today i th- i hope our listeners are getting a better understanding of what it how beautiful it is to, to walk with next to somebody and hear their journey and, and um i'm just so thankful that we got to do that with you today as always thank you thank you so i have a request for our listeners i need your help with the next episode so if you were to wake up tomorrow with the type of person that you least empathize with who would it be and why please post on my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash empathetic podcast. I am Casey Winters, and this was empathetic. We hope you were able to help pierce your perception of people that are obese with some reality today by walking in Mike's shoes for just a little bit. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with whoever you think needs to hear this story and let me know what you think. I want to know. I need some feedback, friends. I need to, to know what you thought. And help me figure out who to interview next. What type of person do you least empathize with? We are on all streaming platforms. So make sure to share, check it out, like, do whatever it is that will help me get more of these out there for us to just try to make the world a better place. Thanks so much for listening.